live on YouTube. Let me just make sure I have my comments pulled up in case anybody is commenting. And as I said, this is my second week of going live on the Fit Body Secrets podcast to kind of bring you guys some more, I guess, in the moment talks. And today I'm going to be talking about metabolic compensation, uh, which is a really, well, I'm going to be honest, guys. I love talking about everything in metabolism. I just think it's a super really interesting conversation and a very misunderstood conversation. So welcome to the Fit Body Secrets podcast, where I'm going to be bringing you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And that is what tonight is all about, is helping you guys that are trying to troubleshoot why it doesn't seem like you're getting anywhere on your journey. Maybe you are doing the right things. You're you're trying to count calories. You're trying to count macros. You're trying to go to the gym and you're just not getting where you want to be. Or maybe you have lost a couple of pounds and you can't seem to break that five pound mark or that 10 pound mark. You get to that place and all of a sudden it stalls out. And maybe you know you've got 20, 30, 40, 100 pounds to lose and you can't figure out what to do differently to change that. And tonight's episode is hopefully going to give you guys some some tips, tricks, and a little bit of the things that might be causing that issue. So what is metabolic compensation? Um, I talked a lot about metabolic adaptation. Before I even get into the topic of metabolic compensation, tonight what I want to start with is giving you guys an understanding of what exactly is our metabolism. First of all, our metabolism is not a static thing. It is not something that we can just, it doesn't stay the same. I think people are so focused on my metabolism is broken or I have a fast metabolism or a slow metabolism. Our metabolism changes. And here's a great way to look at it. Most people are like, why is my metabolism slowing down as I age? Your metabolism is adjusting to the changes in things, not just in your body, but also in your life. You know, when you're in your 20s and you have little kids running around or in your 30s, you have little kids running around. You might be chasing those kids around at the park and doing more things, trying to get them ready for school. And then as you get older, they're now taking care of themselves. Maybe you are spending less time doing those things. And now you're spending more time behind your desk or working or things like that. So our metabolism is always adapting to the changes in our body, but also in our life. It's kind of like an internal thermostat. And it's just trying to troubleshoot what energy is available with what energy we are actually expending. And that's really why optimizing our metabolism should always be the goal, not making it go faster or slower. We're looking to optimize it for our ultimate health. So when it comes to metabolism and and trying to achieve weight loss and trying to achieve those goals that we might have for ourselves, there's kind of two schools of thought. And I want you guys to understand that it's not one is right and one is wrong, that there's actually a blend of the two that kind of come together. And we want to optimize both to get you to see results and feel good in the process. So on one end of the spectrum, you've got the calories, right? The calorie equation that we are all kind of like almost, I guess, getting, I guess, burned out from hearing. I feel like I'm always talking about, well, we've got to create this calorie deficit. We need this calorie deficit in order to lose weight. And that is true. We need to have a calorie deficit if we want to lose body fat. That is how we lose weight. We need to make sure that the energy going in is less than the energy going out. And on the other on the other spectrum, you have a lot of people that are talking so much about hormones. It's my hormones that are the reason why I can't lose weight. And, and we have to optimize hormones so we can lose weight. And whereas this is a focus piece and we need to, do need to focus on that, the reason for the hormones is so that we can create a calorie deficit, that the hormone imbalance is maybe making it harder for us to, to create that calorie deficit because one, Maybe we have a what's called an adaptive metabolism, which I'm going to go into, and the amount of calories that we need to lose weight is so little 
that it's not actually sustainable for us. We end up getting too many cravings and it's actually making those hormone balances or hormone imbalances worse, you know, and that's the main thing that we're trying to troubleshoot here. So it's not about one being right and one being wrong. It's trying to understand that they both have to work together. And this is why in order for somebody to lose weight, I often remind them that we want to make sure we're getting the back the body to homeostasis or baseline. And the way you know you're at baseline is that you don't have a ton of insatiable hunger and craving cues or a complete lack of an appetite. You're getting good quality sleep and you actually feel rested throughout the day. Your digestion is pretty normal. You know, you're, you're actually feeling good in your day. That's how you know things are all in check. And the amounts of food you're eating and the balance of those calories is actually satiating you. Now, I'm going to go into the fact that most people, because we are influenced by our, our food decisions, are influenced by environment and convenience, that we want to also make sure we're optimizing that we understand what it looks like to eat enough protein and enough carbohydrates, enough fats. And I'm going to go into that today. But I want you guys to understand that before you guys go into a fat loss phase, that all of those things should be in a really good place. And the first part of fat loss is really establishing that base. It's why all of my clients know that the first thing that I do is called a metabolic assessment. I'm looking at these things, trying to see where this person's at so that I know where we need to start. And a lot of times it's not starting in this drastic calorie drop, which is what most people do and why they typically stall out. So the next piece of tonight's topic is talking a little bit about that, right? So most people, when they want to go into a fat loss phase, it's usually coming from a place of motivation. Like, all right, I'm ready to lose weight now. So what do they do? They cut out food groups. They cut out carbs. They cut out fats. They, they start saying they're going to eat clean and they try and they basically go from eating whatever they want to eating very limited types of foods. They also likely start to exercise more. And often the first question I get is, well, how much should I be working out? Should I be you know, training five days a week? I'm like, well, how much are you working out right now? Like, let's just start with one thing and then we'll address that. So they focus so much on, I got to start increasing my activity and I got to start decreasing my food intake. And they do it in such a drastic way. And what tends to happen is the body adapts to that very, very quickly. It recognizes that stressor in a very fast way. And it's like, whoa, what's going on? We need to put the brakes on. And typically what will happen is that person will see pretty quick weight loss and then it stalls out. They're like, the first who's like, oh my God. I lost five pounds. I feel great. And then the motivation dwindles, the weight loss dwindles. And they're like, what's going on? Why am I no longer seeing results? This is your body metabolically compensating for the changes you have made to it. You just put your body under a lot of stress. And now it's trying to make up for that stress. It's trying to figure out how to troubleshoot what's going on. Now, I mentioned a little bit about metabolic adaptation. And this isn't what I'm talking about tonight, but I do need to touch on it because Likely, this is why over and over again, we are seeing that things are working less and less and our willpower and things like that. Every time we diet gets less and less, you know, maybe you've experienced having a diet that worked for you really well the first time, but then you tried again and one, you can't be as consistent again, or two, you're just, you're not able to see the progress that you want to see. So metabolic adaptation or adaptive thermogenesis is something that happens as we diet. So essentially the example I'm going to give is you go on a diet you start losing weight, you start exercising more, you start eating a lot less. And then all of a sudden hunger and cravings start to pick up and then your metabolism begins to drop. So the calories that you're on are no longer working for creating a fat loss or creating fat loss and your cravings are going up. So now you want to eat more and you're not feeling good because now you're not getting the results. So now you're in that place of like, well, 
I'm not losing weight and I'm hungry and I'm craving things. So now I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And now we're back. Now we're on this diet cycle of like, I'm going to lose weight and then I'm going to just do whatever I want. And then I'm going to lose weight again. I'm going to do whatever I want. And this is why guys, a lot of times what I try and under, get people to understand is we want to optimize your lifestyle the way you want to maintain, because that's exactly how we're going to lose weight. So people are so conditioned to like, just be on this journey of like, I'm, I'm doing this to lose weight. They're not recognizing that your lifestyle when you're losing weight is going to look very similar to how it's going to look when you're maintaining weight. And that's why finding a less extreme measure to lose weight is very, very important. It's going to hopefully prevent you guys from having this metabolic compensation happening. Now, going a little bit deeper into this metabolic, or I'm sorry, metabolic adaptation or adapt, adaptive thermogenesis, I have some notes pulled up on my desk here, is this is also why you might notice that you might have two people who weigh the exact same amount, and they might actually both have two very different caloric needs, even if they have very similar lifestyles, because their body has adapted to whatever they've changed. And there's some things that happen as our body adapts. One, our lean muscle tissue goes down. We have a decrease in our leptin levels. So we're going to see some thyroid dysfunction. We're going to see some adrenal dysfunction. We're going to see an increase in our hunger and our cravings. We're going to see some changes in actually how our body releases toxins. So the toxins that we take in from our environment, from our foods, they actually get stored in our adipose tissue and our fat cells. Those things are going to be released into our bloodstream. So we're going to see other issues happening to our hormone balance. So when it comes to this whole calories versus hormones thing, it's not one versus the other. It's that they both have to come together. And this is where you guys as, as clients or as people out there on your own journey are so confused because you might be doing all the right things, right? Or you might be doing all the things, right? You might be really tracking your food diligently. You might be going to the gym, but you might not also be realizing what's going on under the hood of your car, AKA your metabolism, that those things might actually need to be having some adjustments made to them to help you feel better or to help optimize your hormones to get you better results. If you're a client of mine, you know, this is why I'm not always just looking at macros. I, I don't typically just look at a person's macros and I'm going to be honest. There are a lot of coaches out there that do that. They look at your numbers they look at a spreadsheet. They look at your weight. They're not double checking, like, what exactly are you eating? How much are you eating? How often are you eating? How do you feel when you eat? Are you full all the time? Are you hungry all the time? You know, how is your energy? How is your sleep? How, how is your sex drive? God, all of these things, guys, matter. Nutrition is not just something you dial in for losing weight. And if that is the only thing you're focusing on, it's also likely why you're not getting results. Because the second you're not seeing weight loss, you're like, this isn't working. And it actually might need adjusting. It might be working just fine. You just might need some adjustments to it. So as we kind of go into all of this topic about metabolic compensation, which is where I'm going to kind of go into now, what happens though is as we start to lose weight, our body is compensating for those changes in our body weight, but also in the changes in the calories we're taking in. That compensation behavior, those compensation factors start to happen to offset the changes in that energy we have available and also our body weight. So what we're going to see is we're going to start to burn less calories. And that's the main problem. And most people don't know how to offset that. So there's a couple of things that I want to talk about tonight that are going to be important for you guys to understand. Whether you are in a fat loss journey or you are just trying to optimize things so that maybe you can actually feel your best. These things that I'm going to go over today are really, really important for you guys to all understand that they can help you a ton. 
Number one is your protein intake. Okay. Protein intake is number one. And I often will tell everybody is that if you are not eating enough protein, you should not be trying to do to diet. You should not be trying to lose weight. If you cannot get in enough protein, it is only going to make matters worse by you trying to diet because why you might be losing weight, but you're also likely losing a ton of your lean mass. And if you're not somebody that typically weight trains and you're not somebody that's typically working out at all, you are definitely losing more of that lean muscle mass. Now, even if you're not, if your main goal isn't to put on muscle, our body needs muscle tissue. Our body needs that to support our bones as we age. And as we age, our muscle tone is going to go down. We want to preserve that as much as we can. You're not going to get bulky by eating protein. I promise you. It's very difficult to gain too much muscle. It's very hard to put on muscle. That's a very expensive process for the body. And it requires a ton of training over years and years and years. And you can ask any natural bodybuilder, they will tell you that. I'm a natural CrossFitter. And I can tell you it's very, very, very difficult. It's very hard for me to put on size. So we want to make sure we have adequate protein. That's going to look somewhere around 0.8 to 1 grams per pound of lean body or per pound of body weight. And if you have significant amount of weight to lose, we're looking at around our goal body weight or lean body weight is what we're looking at. So for most women, that is well over 100 grams of protein a day. For most guys, it's going to be over 160 to 180 grams of protein a day. For most average size individuals, some woman somewhere in that five foot to five foot five range a male in their five foot eight to five foot 10, five foot 11 range. So, and that's just giving you guys some general information there. The second piece that you guys should be doing to optimize and allow your body to hopefully offset that metabolic compensation is weight training. Okay. So a lot of people focus so much on the hit training, the high intensity stuff, the stuff that gets you feeling the endorphins in your head. That stuff is really good. And in small doses is actually very good at preventing metabolic compensation, but we should be doing weight training. How much should we be exercising? For most people, we should be able to exercise and, and at, a, at a moderate level three to five times a week and see results. If you like training more and that feels good to your body and that's part of your lifestyle, good, go for it. But what's more important than your exercise is your daily movement. And this is where most people go wrong. They focus so much on the exercise training. They're not looking at their life. They're going to the gym every day for 45 minutes to an hour. And then they're sitting behind a desk or sitting in the car for the rest of the day. This is a recipe for metabolic compensation because now throughout that day, your body has the ability to be like, oh, I don't have to burn as many calories. I'm not moving as much. And that's why I'm a bigger proponent for people, people focusing on their non-exercise activity, the things that they do outside of the gym, more so than just what they're doing in the gym. Do you need to be working out? Yes. But doing excessive training isn't going to help you at all. In fact, it's going to cause more metabolic compensation. Why? Because that is a stressor on the metabolism. This is where people that do too much cardio end up getting really, really hungry and they can't fight off these cravings. So we want to make sure we're getting the right dosage of that exercise, but we're not getting creating this constant feedback loop. And I had this conversation with one of my clients earlier. I'm like, hey, the days that you run, do you find that you're more hungry? Because I wanted to make sure that she wasn't having this issue where like she was actually getting overly hungry on the days that she was doing cardio. And she said, no, but it is something that we want to watch out for. So number one, we want to make sure we're getting enough protein. Number two, we want to make sure we're getting enough strength training. Uh, three times a week is probably about good for most people. Three to five times a week is optimal. And then making sure we're getting in enough non-exercise activity, but making that sure that, that making sure that, that non-exercise activity isn't super intense. All right. 
The next thing that we should be doing here, and this is the big one, this is where I'm going to kind of end this, is going to be talking about calorie cycling and making shifts in our lifestyle. So when it comes to the metabolism, you know, and there's a, there's a, like a little bit of a thought process, like we all kind of live in different realms, right? We've got some people that are, are very sedentary and they, and they don't really have any focus on nutrition. They're likely eating too many calories and they're not burning a whole bunch of calories. That's an okay place to live for a short period of time. You know, think of it this way, a CrossFit athlete just finished the CrossFit games. They've been busting their ass all year. They're probably going to take a couple of weeks off from training and, and eating really healthy and allow their body to just recover and eat whatever they want. That's a normal part of life. Maybe for you, it might be while you're on vacation. On the other end of the spectrum, though, you have those people that typically are like always chronically dieting and they're always trying to lose weight. And they spend so much time in this phase of like, under eating and over moving and over training. And this is also something that you can maybe do for a short period of time, but it's not long lived. And this is kind of what I'm talking about here. There's people that are like, you know, I'm going to go all in, I'm going to cut calories. And then I'm going to do that for a short period of time. And they think that it's going to be sustainable, but it's not. And they don't see the results they want. So it's a short period of time that you can live there. But where most people want to be living in is this, is this moderation place of, do you like to train? AKA you like to be an athlete. That means you should be fueling that training and that your body weight loss is going to come in a little bit more of a slow manner. And it's going to come from you actually eating more and training more that your adaptation happens because you actually like performing in the gym. I think that a lot of CrossFitters that are training, I want to say, quote unquote, in a recreational uh, professional level, um, your semifinals, quarterfinal athletes that are looking to just optimize their for sport, but they actually don't have it as a full-time job. That's probably you. You actually like being in the gym five to six days a week. You guys need to be eating more calories. Likely those people are under eating and it's why they typically are seeing that they're not seeing the body composition changes that they need to be having. And they're afraid to eat too much. They know they want to lose weight. They don't know how to do that. Or they're chronically under eating and they're overeating on the weekends. They're not fueling their workouts. They're fueling their lifestyle on the weekends, which is leading them into under eating during the week. So this is where a lot of people spend the majority of their time or you are that person that's got a very flexible lifestyle. You, you maybe like to go to the gym three days a week. Um, you do a little bit of cardio the other two days, but you kind of focus on your lifestyle outside of the gym being active. This is probably the best method for most people and where most people are going to get the most benefit. But what you guys have to understand is that the metabolism is going to compensate as we try and make adjustments to things going in or going out. So if you start a, a, if you start losing weight on a calorie deficit and then it stalls out, it's not that the calorie deficit is no longer working. It's that your body has now adjusted to that calorie deficit. And it's not always this case of going down. We can sometimes go down, but sometimes like, all right, I'm going to spend a period of time eating at maintenance and I'm going to allow my body to kind of recover. So I'm going to kind of maybe focus more on building some strength and, and focusing more on my activity in the gym or my intensity in the gym. And I'm going to allow my body to recover a little bit. And then I'm going to go back into a calorie deficit. That's how we want to look at changing this compensation factor. The other things to look at are things like changes in your food quality. So if you've been losing weight and you're looking at macros and you haven't been looking at the micros, the fiber intake, the vegetable intake, the types of foods you're eating, eating more thermogenic foods can help change that. So if we notice that if initially we just focus on calorie content, and we're not looking at the micronutrients. Okay, now maybe we're making some changes to the micronutrient content of our diet. We're looking at fiber intake and things like that. Just by doing that, we can now create some changes in that compensation factor that has happened. So the main thing here, guys, that I want you guys to understand is that metabolic compensation 
is not this thing that we can really prevent, nor should we be trying to. That is your body's way of protecting itself from starvation because we have to understand our body was designed for two things, to survive and to reproduce. And when we are trying to lose weight, we are essentially telling our body that we're removing our, our backup storage, our fat stores, and our body is going to feel that as a threat. So we have to kind of find ways to outsmart the body. And so the couple of things here that I'm going to leave you with to kind of optimize to make sure that you guys are getting results is one, you are going to need to make adjustments along the way. Okay. So you can't expect that the calorie set point that you start and the, the amount of training that you're doing is going to stay the same every single day for the next six weeks, 12 weeks, 24 weeks. You're going to have to make adjustments. By the way, you might not know how to do that. Reach out to me. I want to hear from you. That's exactly what coaches do. We help people understand and troubleshoot these things. Now, I'll be honest, I get lucky and I'll have a few, I'll have a few clients where their body is not adapted. Their body does not compensate like this and they see results. But guess what? Those people typically have not dieted before. They have been eating more calories for a long period of time. Okay. So number one, know that you're going to have to make adjustments. Make sure you're getting in enough protein. Make sure that you're getting in enough fiber. Make sure that you're checking all the boxes to optimize hormones. You're getting in enough micronutrients. And then also allowing your body to focus more on daily movement and not so much the intensity and the volume in the gym. That should be set in stone for how your life is going to look like for the next one year, two years, five years, whatever that looks like to you. For most people, it's like, I wake up, I go to the gym, I go to work. Or I wake up, I go to work, I go to the gym. That's typical for most people. It shouldn't consume our whole lives. So as you guys are going into these fat loss phases, make sure you're not doing things that are not sustainable long-term. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you guys. If you guys get any value out of it, like shoot me a message, shoot me some comments. Um, I would love to hear from you guys and I will hopefully see you all on my next episode. 